find yourself being a little bit overenthusiastic with your hands when you're riding. So you know you're supposed to use all your other aids and yet, oh, it just always comes down to your hands and you find yourself afterwards going, why did I do that? Well, today is the day for you. Hi there, my name is Lauren Elison and this is the Daily Strides podcast brought to you by Strides for Success. And I am so excited that you are here and listening to me today. So this podcast is for riders like you all over the world to help give you something to work on each and every week in your riding to keep it fresh, to keep you inspired and to keep you and your horse moving forward. We specialize in taking topics, breaking them down into smaller little bite-sized pieces and then giving it to you, I suppose, in a way that you understand. But not only that, and this is the key, that you can then go and communicate that same thing to your horse. So as you're both on the same page and that you both can really and truly learn from it. And not only that, that you can progress because, well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You want to get better at riding. And no, you don't have to get better so as you're going to competitions. And no, you don't have to get better so as you're trying to be better than anybody else. This is just you and your horse together, improving your relationship, improving your communication, and well, having a more enjoyable time in the saddle when you are together and riding. And I think, no, I know that if we could get you to just whoa tanto a little bit with those hands, that would make all the difference, wouldn't it? So let's jump in to that topic today. So let's talk about hands. Now, having or having having hands, there we go, having hands. No, no. Using your hands when you are riding is not a bad thing, okay? They are, your reins are definitely an aid. Your hands are an aid, okay? And they can definitely be used in your communication. But I think that people tend to get a little bit heavy-handed and it's from the fact that a lot of people, when they learn to ride, they are told that their reins turn the horse and stop the horse and some people even give the horse a slap on the neck with the reins and get them to make the horse go as well don't do that (laughs) but anyway so we all know that the reins they have a very very important part and later when we're working with our horses and we're trying to kind of build up to contact and connection the reins are a vital important part of that okay so reins and your hand aids in in and of themselves is not a bad thing. They're not negative. They're not bad. It is when we only use them and when we use them first, when they are the go-to aid, okay? When you're on your horse, something happens or you want to communicate something and you haul... You, you, one of my instructors years ago used to say, you wheelbarrow your horse around a corner. And that was so true. Eh? That's what it's like. It's like wheelbarrowing the horse around the corner, okay? You don't want to do that at all, at all. And that's what we're talking about today. So first of all, why do we do it? Well, I think it's because, as I said, we learn to ride very much off our reins. Lots of us, when we start riding, um, it's all about the reins. We kind of have this sense that if we have our reins, we are in control and if we're in control, we're safe, okay? Now, of course, we all know that those two little pieces of leather aren't doing a hell of a a whole lot at all at all to first of all keep you in the saddle and secondly control the situation um but yeah they we kind of have this mindset about us that if we have our reins and if we're holding on tight we're holding on for dear life we're all good eh? everything is good and we need to try and get rid of that so what i would suggest you do is first and foremost 
think about what you're doing before you do it, okay? So a lot of the fact that we use our reins or we're a little bit over, a bit heavy-handed, okay, with the reins is because we're not thinking through what we're asking our horses. And if we were to think it through, we would kind of come to the conclusion that the reins would actually be almost near the end piece of that. They wouldn't be the beginning piece. And they certainly wouldn't be the be-all end piece. They're more like the influencer, okay? So I'm talking now specifically specifically about, let's say, turning and stopping, um, things that traditionally people would use their reins for a lot, okay, and overuse the reins, okay? So think about what you're doing and start being very, very mindful about what you're going to do before you do it. So get a kind of a sequence of, a sequence of events happening in your head before you even or ever go do it, okay? The next thing I suggest is noticing what your horse is responding or reacting to. So very often our horses will react when we haul on the reins. They'll do a couple of things. Some horses completely ignore you. Some horses get a little bit upset with you and rightly so. And uh, some horses, they really and truly get very upset and they begin doing a song and dance. And you generally have riders there who are trying to remove back teeth, okay? So we don't want that to happen. But I want you to really, even if you think you might be guilty of this every now and then, okay? I want you to start being really kind of, I suppose, just making or taking note, making notes, we can't really make notes when we're riding, can we? But we can take note of what our horse is responding to or what our horse is reacting to. And remember, the aim of the game is that we want to try and refine it so as our horse responds to our other aids as opposed to reacting to the rein or the hand or the overuse of the rein and the hand, okay, in the saddle. So I want you just to think about that as well, okay? So remember, your other aids come into play because you are now going to get very, very focused, very conscious about what you're doing and when. So you'll be able to actually really, really tell, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this. The result is going to be this. And the reason I'm doing it is that, okay? And you can get very, very conscious of that. Okay, next step would be begin trying to kind of give yourself a little test. You can play a game with yourself in the saddle, okay? If your hands were the last, the final piece of the communication puzzle um, that you kind of go, so the sequence, remember I said there's kind of a sequence of events, okay? A sequence of aids, if you want. If your hands were the very last piece of that sequence, okay, what would happen? How would it work? How would it look for you, okay? So start doing this. And you're going to say, but Lorna, my horse is going to run completely through or he'll run away with me. So do it and walk, okay? He's not going to run away with you and walk. And start noticing how if you were to only apply your hands at the end point, as opposed to being the first port of call, what happens and how you can really start to get across to your horse effectively that you are now going to be speaking, I suppose, a slightly different language, because it is, you're talking differently now, you're going to be speaking to him differently, and that he must rather try and focus his attention on your seat and your legs, okay, just for as an example. Of course, your voice as well um, is another big part of this as well, okay, but by just trying to kind of put that in at the end, consciously put it in the end, being very mindful about it and saying, okay, hands, I'm going to use you last Um, I'm going to put everything else first and we're going to see how it goes. You will start to really, really notice how dependent or not your horse is on you and how you can start to make those changes. The final thing that I want to chat about today is work on becoming more independent in your seat. Now, it goes without saying, okay, that you 
should be aspiring to having an independent seat when you are in the saddle, when you are riding, okay? And it's when you don't have an independent seat, that is where we also get a little bit heavy-handed. So what can you do to start cultivating this more independent seat? Well, first thing I would suggest is being mindful of it. Again, it all comes down to this mindfulness in the saddle, you're noticing that, but also then riding more often. So um, yes, definitely you want to try and spend more time in the saddle, but spending time in the saddle doing the right things. There's no point in spending time in the saddle and swinging out of the reins, okay? That is not going to help at all with any sort of an independent seat. Now, a lot of independent seat also comes down to your core and how strong or weak. Your core is in the saddle, okay? So remember, with your independent seat, you want to be able to basically be sitting on your horse. You want to be lovely draped. Your legs are draped there around. You're sitting up nice and tall. And as the horse moves, your body is just automatically, without you having to think about it, it is just making little adjustments in order to keep you in balance and on board, okay? And remember, being in balance and on board well, that's not the hard part. It's being effective while being in balance and on board that we start to really get, um, I suppose, to, to sort the riders out from each other, okay? So that's where you want to get. So how can you do this? Well, you could start with simple exercises such as riding without your stirrups. So we've been talking about that the past few weeks. That's a good place to start. You could also start if you have, of course, the correct facilities and the correct horse, very important, riding a little bit without your reins. If you don't, you could maybe look for somebody who could give you lunge lessons. So spending time on the lunge without your stirrups and without your reins can definitely help to improve the independent seat. Another way that I find where you can very mindfully yourself start to improve this is noticing how you are leaning around corners. And um, so today, for example, I was out there, I was looking at somebody in the arena and they were very much leaning to the outside when they were going around corners. And you find that a lot, you know, momentum and all that. Okay. Um, the, people tend to naturally be drawn to the outside of the arena and you'll find that the faster they're going the more this this phenomenon presents itself to you okay as many people know it's the cantering and you know the corners oh, everything's great when they're on a straight line then as soon as they hit a corner not so good okay but what you want is that you're noticing where you are and what you're doing and how you can do that very simply noticing if your shoulders are nice and level and notice if your hands are level you can see both of those straight in front of you and also then obviously noticing your seat bones as well okay as you ride more and as you get more mindful and as you become more focused on what you're doing in the saddle you will find definitely that you can start really and truly refining your rain aids and allowing your other aids to begin to pick up some of the slack okay literally and that they can then begin to work together that it's not a complete overburden of the rain aid remember it's a balance all the aids have to be in balance together with each other and it's very important to keep that in mind it's a long-term sort of a goal okay it's not something that you're automatically going to change it's going to take you a little bit of time to change so stick with it it is well worth doing now there's two resources that i'm going to give you two free ones first of all of course there's the five days of doing okay so we of course have the 30-day rider fitness challenge and you know what i'm going to pop that in there as well so there's a 30-day rider fitness challenge.com very simple um, that you can do but if, if that seems a bit of a challenge it is a challenge i'm going to tell you now it's, it's that it's not easy okay you can look at the five days of doing it's nice and simple and it'll get you working out in a way that's going to help you and you can find that over at 
stridesforsuccess.com forward slash doing. Okay, that is there. You can find it. It's a free download. The other resource I wanted to point out to you was a free group of lessons that we have. So if you pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash seat, you can download them there. Um, they will obviously pop your name in. They'll be sent to you and you can enjoy that. Okay, have an absolutely awesome week. Keep well. I'll be back next Monday. Chat to you then. Bye.